Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Kia ora. For Eyewitness and RNZ, I'm Justin Gregory. On Valentine's Day 2007, Georgina Beyer brought down the curtain on her eight-year career in government. The first transsexual in the world to be elected to Parliament her short time in national politics had been remarkable for its candour and courage, as well as for its achievements. On the 10th anniversary of her resignation, Georgina tells RNZ's Eyewitness programme that she left it all behind with no regrets and little ceremony. I think after some um, farewell celebrations and things like that, I did just get in my car and go home. <laughs> so there was no sadness this was a good exit? Uh, no, there wasn't any sadness. It had been eight years since Georgina drove the back roads of Wairarapa in a bid to win over this deeply blue electorate. Now she was driving back home to those same people who'd been among the first to believe in her. Georgina Beyer was born in Wellington in 1957 and given the name George Bertrand. After leaving home, she pursued a career in acting while also working in the Wellington gay nightclub scene and spending some time in the sex industry. In 1984, she underwent sex reassignment surgery, and some years later, seeking a new start, she moved to the small, wider upper town of Carterton. In 1992, Georgina stood for election to the local council and narrowly missed out on a seat, but in a by-election a year later, she romped home. The following year, she ran for the top job in the town and won, becoming the world's first transsexual mayor, Carterton's first female mayor, and the first Māori mayor wider upper had ever seen. Media around the world wanted a piece of the story, and overnight, Georgina became a star. People kept coming up to me and saying, how did a redneck society like Carterton elect Georgina Beyer? I said, she must have been the first person for the job. In the 2002 documentary Georgie Girl, the late Labour MP Sonia Davies recalls coaxing Georgina to stand for Parliament. She'd done so many good things for Carterton, and I thought, well, if she can do that for Carterton, what can she do for the whole of Wairarapa? The 1999 general election was a year away, and there was a feeling that change was in the air. The National Party had been in government since 1990, and Deputy Prime Minister Wyatt Creech had won the White Upper seat four times in a row, but had decided to stand this time as just a list MP. Labour felt the seat was winnable, and they thought Georgina was the woman to do it. But Georgina said no, and she said no again when asked once more. Then she was summoned to a dinner meeting with Labour leader Helen Clark. We approached Georgina because she was clearly extremely well thought of in the Wairarapa area, and we thought she'd be a great candidate, but furthermore we thought she had a lot to offer as a Member of Parliament for a regional New Zealand electorate. 
so that was all sort of quite impressive until Helen um, sort of said, well, we're looking for star performers. And I sort of thought, um, oh, yeah, is that all I'm good for? I was very happy in local government, very happy being the mayor of Carterton, thoroughly loved the job. And whilst I thought even then at that time that I wouldn't necessarily win the seat, uh, it would give me a platform to raise some local issues um, on a more national stage. I was fortunate that I already had some name recognition and, you know, those Farmers and rural folk, they just needed to ring some of my councillors at the Carterton District Council and uh, quiz them about what she really like. You know, can she do the job? I can only assume that I had good reviews. She assumed right. Sonia Davies again. A crusty old farmer way out of Danavuk who said, I'm not voting national this time for the first time in my life. I'm voting for that Georgina Byer because she's a go-getter and she's a good chap. Georgina has an enormous profile and profile in campaigns is very important but there's a lot more to running an electorate. There's a lot more to representing people than having a profile. Up-and-coming broadcaster Paul Henry was picked by National to run against Georgina and while there wasn't a lot of polling going on, the two were pretty clearly in a tight race. But one disastrous TV interview where Henry attempted to use Georgina's past and sexuality against her might well have swung the seat her way. I mean, in my life, I've done a great many interesting things, though it is true to say I am still male. I mean, you've just said Georgina is a serious person. She's a transsexual. Do those two things necessarily go together? That sort of went down like a cup of cold sick. Some of the National Party campaign team were in the beehive watching. Rumour has it that somebody said, uh, we just lost the wire wrapper. I'd been at the Carterton RSA, watched the election night unfold, and for most of the night I wasn't doing particularly well <laughs> and was trying to sort of, you know, say, well, don't write me off yet, there's still the provisional count to be done, and da-da-da-da-da. I was making all sorts of excuses when somebody came out and informed me that I'd just won the seat. I was uh, gobsmacked, frankly, just as much of the country probably was at the time. Georgina Byer had beaten Paul Henry by more than 3,000 votes on a 35% swing to become the world's first transsexual member of parliament. The media here and abroad went mad for her. In December of that year, Labour was sworn in and everyone was waiting to hear what Georgina would say in her maiden speech, especially the Speaker of the House, Jonathan Hunt. And I said, oh, well, it hasn't, Hansard hasn't written it yet, <laughs> which sort of was uh, code for sort of saying um, it's going to be off the top of my head. I wanted to um, break the... Uh, the ice, so to speak, as far as me being the first transsexual in our parliament, and I did that through humour. I was quoted once as saying that this was the stallion that became a gelding and now she's a mare. I suppose I do have to... <laughs> I do have to say that I've now found myself to be a member. And... Um... Job done. Georgina kept her promise to the electorate to save the local hospital and polytechnic and also to improve the Rimataka Row connecting Wairarapa with Wellington. But she found balancing electorate duties with media requests to be a bit of a high-wire act. And I managed to find a balance between giving the media interest what they, what they wanted and what they needed, uh, but not to allow the curiosity around my background and backstory uh, be embarrassing for uh, the wire wrapper, that if they could elect someone like me, gosh, what kind of people are there who live there? And as it turned out, 
very good people live there um, who are a little more broad-minded than some of those who we think are incredibly liberal. When a workload forced her to step down as mayor, her constituents were disappointed and they let her know. She should not have gone to Parliament. She should have stayed here as mayor as Carterton. And we're sorry to lose her as the mayor. And I think a lot of people will say that around here. Understandably, the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersex and asexual community expected quite a lot from one of their own. Georgina was named Queer of the Year in 2000, but was also accused of putting the gay community ahead of her electorate. Not to be cold-hearted about it, but they weren't who put me into Parliament. And so I had an um, obligation to my constituency in the Wairarapa Anything else I could do, then I would. Georgina didn't much like the nastiness of the debating chamber and soon considered quitting. Being re-elected in 2002 with a doubled majority helped, but the discipline of party politics didn't suit her. I didn't like being what I call muzzled. If a majority of caucus have uh, agreed on something, then all of us have to fall in behind it, and I used to find that galling, and particularly when um, we did the foreshore and seabed. The controversial 2004 legislation put ownership of the foreshore and seabed with the Crown, enraging Labour's Māori MPs. I even asked if I could abstain, but the caucus howled me down and said, no, no, you can't. And so I had to vote in favour of foreshore and seabed, and I have felt terrible about that ever since. But there were moments when Georgina could truly speak her mind. In 2004, at the infamous Enough is Enough rally, she faced down Destiny Church protesters opposed to civil unions. I'm happy to stare you in the eye. Why do you hate people like us so much? Why do you deny law-abiding New Zealand citizens who happen to have a difference the same rights as yourselves? How dare you use the cloak of Christianity when you are imparting to your children prejudice, discrimination toward people like me, gays and lesbians and other people who live differently, but abide the law and pay their taxes? Why do you do this to us? And during the third reading of the 2003 Prostitution Reform Act, Georgina channelled her passion and her past in a truly memorable speech. I support this bill for all the prostitutes I have ever known who died before the age of 20 because of the inhumanity and the hypocrisy of a society that would not allow them or give them the chance to ever redeem whatever circumstances made them arrive in that industry. This bill, sir, provides some of that protection. This bill, sir, provides people like me at that time with some form of redress for the brutalisation that may happen in a situation when you are with a client and you have a knife pulled on you. And while the horror of that situation at the time is one of life and death, you don't know... It would have been nice to have known that instead of having to deal out the justice myself afterwards to that person, I may have been able to approach the authorities, the police in this case, and say, I was raped! And yes, I'm a prostitute! And no, it was not right that I should have been raped because I said no, and it wasn't paid attention to. The bill had been expected to fail, but passed narrowly, and many believe Georgina made the difference. But the good days were getting fewer, and her commitment to Parliament was wavering. In 2004, she decided to stand down, but changed her mind and contested the 2005 election as a list MP. She was elected, but a year later announced she was leaving Parliament for good. 
Georgina was the first transsexual mayor in the world and the first Māori mayor in Wairarapa. She was the first female mayor of Carterton and the world's first transsexual MP. I may have been technically the first transsexual in the world to be elected to a parliament, etc., etc. There have been many who tried, and actually I can only say that I might have been the first out-transsexual to have ever been elected in such a way because who the hell knows whether or not there haven't been people in the past who no way could they ever be out about who they are. So to pay honour to those people, um, I don't claim it all as my own. Still... She surely must be proud of what she's achieved. Well, I'm more proud of the people who helped me to get there. They are the story in this, not me quite so much. I might be the vehicle in which all that sort of happened, but I think as far as the constituency of Wairarapa was concerned, they did a major, major thing when they put aside the history of me and said, we like your chutzpah, we think you're honest and upfront. You seem to deliver. We want you. You've been listening to Eyewitness on RNZ National. This episode used additional audio from Nataunga Sound and Vision, as well as from the 2002 TV documentary Georgie Girl by directors Annie Goldson and Peter Wells. If you enjoyed the story, please write a review or rate us on iTunes. You can subscribe or listen to every Eyewitness podcast on iTunes or at radionz.co.nz forward slash series. And while you're there, we'd invite you to dip into any of the other RNZ podcasts. Eyewitness was written and presented by me, Justin Gregory, and engineered by Rangi Powick and Adrian Holley. Kakite anō. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.